I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So the Bucks draft a quarterback to eventually replace Tom Brady now. And could that quarterback be Florida's Kyle Trask? The over-under on the Bucks wins, it's 11 and a half. What you got? And the Tampa Bay Lightning only have 10 games left in the regular season. How much is first place worth in the division, and does it look like they're a team that can defend the Stanley Cup? We've got all that and more with Tom Jones, my former radio partner, longtime columnist of the Tampa Bay Times, now with the Pointer Institute on this edition of Sports Day Tampa Bay. I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times, along with producer Steve Versnick. This podcast unofficially sponsored by Nick and Norma Mattacini. So, so Tom, I am coming to you live from St. Pete Beach, not my normal uh, place upstairs in uh, beautiful Lutz, Florida. Uh, nice. Because St. Pete Beach, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, uh, my good friends have, have allowed me to, uh, to intrude upon their, uh, their beach place out here, um, and, and I'm, I'm eternally grateful for that. And I needed it because... I don't know if you've ever gone through one of these. I'm, I'm undergoing, we are undergoing, our family is undergoing a, a, a renovation of our home. Which, what do you got, like a home and garden TV or like one of those fixer-uppers coming into the house, tearing <laughs> up the house? Basically, you know how they have Shut, those. Chip it. What's that, Joanna Gaines and whatever husband, fixer-upper guy? Exactly. You know how they have those, those reality shows? Well, yeah. that's my reality right now, um, except uh, we got a bunch of guys named Ned that showed up. And uh, they uh, uh, they drive up in what amounts to a horse trailer. It's really just a, a you know, place where they where they throw things like bathtubs and vanities after they take them out of the walls. But um, it's a major thing. It's you know it's one thing to to show up to some some house that you're going to remodel right, and no one lives there. Okay, we're actually living here at the time that they're doing this, and. Um, it's a little unnerving to say the least. Like I had like three or four Zoom calls scheduled, uh, plus this podcast and other things, and there was just no way. Like I knew that it was just going to be too loud. Like I'd have to go somewhere, right? And and, and Nick and Norma were nice enough to to uh, allow me to do this. Um, but um, and they're coming back in the morning, and they got they got more flooring to take up and everything like that. But it is it is really something to uh, uh, to watch your home sort of be taken apart why you're not there, uh, or even why you are there. Um, I, so I don't know, like it's going to take probably about four to five weeks, maybe longer to get Jeez. everything back together. Yeah. We're talking, it's a major deal. Like we're, and this, I, I have to assume this is your wife's deal, right? Not yours. This is completely my wife's deal. Of course you, kn- you know that I would never go to this trouble except for my wife, but happy wife, happy life. No, but you're like, if it's me, it's like, okay, five weeks of renovating the house or let's buy a new house. I'd be like, let's well, buy a new house. That was the option. I mean, the option was, but here's what it came down to. Would you sell your entire home, a place that you enjoy living and has more than enough space for you and your children, because you need a bigger closet? <laughs> because really, that's what, sort of what we're talking about. I know? own it, like six pairs of pants and like 12 <laughs> shirts. And a I didn't bunch say of I like, needed a bigger closet. I was going to say, that's what I'm saying. So I personally, I don't need a bigger closet, but I could see where my wife would and want a bigger closet. 
Well, correct. You are correct, sir. She does. And and so it's like, would you buy an entire new home? Now, let me just let me just explain to you that when you've lived in one place for about 18 years or so, like I have, you acquire things. Not necessarily me, although I've acquired my share as well. Um, but in order to to vacate a master bedroom and bathroom, you have to pack everything up as if you're moving, which is a, which is a humbling exercise because what you realize is the stuff that you've lost, but mostly the stuff that you have no intentions of ever wearing again, don't know yeah. it was even in the closet. Um, there are some gems, gems to be unearthed. I mean, it's a little like going into an Egyptian's tomb. You know what I mean? Right, it's like, right, right. hey, look, here's a golden scepter. Um, but, but you don't. You don't really know what you're going to find, and frankly, some of it you don't want to see again. But, <laughs> but like what you end up with is a a sudden, you know, hammer over the head realization that how did we collect all this junk, like all this stuff? Oh right? yeah, no, for sure. Like the thing just... that de- the thing that depresses me. So my wife, instead of getting new closets, we don't renovate the house. She just take stuff out of the closet. So we need to get rid of some of this stuff. So well, she makes God me bless her. makes me once a year go in there like just get rid of all the clothes you never wear, please. And I'll go in there and what's depressing is I'm like, "Oh, I forgot I had this shirt." And you put <laughs> yeah, it on right. exactly. and it's like, "Did somebody shrink this shirt?" And you look at him like, "No, it's just <laughs> right. It's the I, same size as it always was." I was I'm hoping the these size. these 34 inch jeans I would get back into really <laughs> soon, but it's probably not going to happen now that I'm a 38. No, right, right. Um, there's a lot of that. I mean, there is a lot of uh, of uh, regret, and you're like, "When was I ever this small?" I know, but but um, there's all but there's also some stuff you find, right? Some cool stuff too. Like you're like, "Oh, there's that thing that I didn't know I still had," and right, um, you're kind of glad you got reunited. But for the most part, it's just a, it's just, I mean, in my house, especially there's a lot of junk. There's a lot of, a lot of hoarding that goes on. We're not like ready for the TV show hoarders yet. Right. We're not there yet, but I'm convinced that if we didn't do this, we would have been like, you know, it was either going to be the renovation show or the hoarder show. Like we're going to be on one of those reality shows. So my, the problem that I have that my wife and I have is my kids have moved up, moved out. Both of them have moved, but we still have a bunch of stuff from when they were kids and they won't let us get rid of it. Oh, really? Uh, for, for God knows what reason. It's like we like have trophies this one, and well, you know, it turned out my, my son had a, my youngest son, my wife picked this thing up at like a garage sale, like mm-hmm. for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. And it was this thing called a mountain raceway. And she gave it to him for Christmas, and it was like it's sort of like you run matchbox cars up and down it, you know. And oh yeah, and, and it's a big, it's just a big plastic thing that has little grooves in it where cars can go down. Like a it's hot called a mountain thing, racer, kind of a yeah. Hot wheels, yeah, yeah. But it's like it's it's not that expensive. It's kind of cheap and everything. My son, like we've tried to throw it away. Like so, we actually he found, he got it out of the garbage once and brought it back in. <laughs> now he's moved out. I'm like, I think we can get rid of it. And the yeah. last thing he, in fact, a few weeks ago he was here. And he was looking for something that he left. He goes, hey, don't get rid of that Mountain Raceway, by the way. I'm like, well, what, are you going to play with it? You're 25 years old. <laughs> I think he wants it for his kids. I don't know. And I'm like, so I got to hold on to this until, A, you find a girlfriend. B, you get married. And then, C, get her pregnant and have a baby. Like, how long do I got to keep this thing? Grow up, Peter Pan. Count <laughs> Chocula. But I, I suppose there were probably things that I didn't want to throw away when I was, even now, like, I'm sure I have Sports Illustrated that I haven't looked at in 25 years that I refuse to get rid of. Or Why did we save that? I finally got rid of those, not this time, but but when I moved into the house. So I, I bet I saved Sports Illustrated for a good five years. Right? Oh, yeah. And and I don't know why. 
Because I mean, I, I think you think you're going to go back and look at them one day. This was like pre-internet, so you never thought like all oh, these. Yeah, now they archive online. them. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. That's probably why. I mean, I assume, and maybe I didn't, but I'm pretty sure I read most of them. So that happened for a while. What's amazing though is like some of the stuff um, that you could that you may come across, depending on on what like game systems and things like that. Yeah, some yeah, of these yeah. things have real value. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know why, but if like you if you had a a working, you know, original Atari, for example, or <laughs> right, right. you know, something like that. Pong. You know, I got Pong. Yeah. Um, remember the uh, remember the video game where they had the uh, shark attack or whatever it was. I don't know if you ever played that. I think there's I know a what you're lot of the, about. Yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of those, um, you know, old fashioned, uh, you know, sort of uh, video games and things yeah, like yeah. that. And I think I got a system in there. I don't know, man. I'm hoping I I'm hoping I run into some baseball cards or something in this process. I and that's that's all I'm hoping for. Stuff. Wait a minute. I had Hannes Wagner rookie card all this time. <laughs> that's right. It's worth. I've been two million dollars. Yeah, been sweating my buns off working for the last twenty years, and and uh, where where the real gold mine is going to be at my mom's house. You know, mm, because yeah, I'm convinced go. she hasn't thrown anything away since I was a kid. Right. And I'm going to be that guy that says, "Wait a minute. You know, you had this all this time. I wanted it." That's right. Um, yeah. But anyway, it's a bad. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's going to be a good. It's going to be good when it gets done. I mean, we did the upstairs. We've done parts of the house that turned out fine. But uh, and then the other thing is, I'm having to live sort of in a spare bedroom where I. I don't know how you feel about your mattress. I'm very. Oh yeah. I was. I have a very close relationship with it. You know, sure. like I. I depend on it. Right. And and we're not sleeping in that bed anymore, so it's awkward because this is not as good. So. I have to adjust. It's kind of like being at, like when you go to an in-laws house and you're like, yeah, cool. We're staying here. Okay. I'll right. sleep on this bed. And you're like, this is not a good bed. Right. Like, but, but the now, good news is, but you think to yourself, but I'll be going home in two or three days. Exactly. But. Now, now it's like, I'm going to be stuck here for five to seven weeks. I don't know if I can do it, but right. anyway, the tough problems, right. Of 2020. <laughs> I mean, I know everybody's, Oh, we're going to have a remodeling job. Listen, shut up already. Okay. It was, <laughs> it's, it's, it was loud at my house. That's, that's the bottom line here. So let's talk a little sports. Um, you know, I I uh, I've been writing about this. We're going to be writing about more write more about this uh, as as we lead up into the draft. You know, the Bucks. I mean, they're at thirty two. They won the Super Bowl. Good for them. Tom Brady's back. I finally got to meet him. By the way, no, I didn't meet him. I didn't actually meet him. I, got I was within, thinking about this. You were in front of him though for the first time. I got right? within three feet of him. I don't know that he recognized me with my mask. Probably yeah. did. Um, but but yeah, those of us who cover the team regularly, we have never been that close. Actual close. To Tom Brady, we were as close as a Kansas City Chief pass rusher in the Super Bowl. That's how close we were. We weren't weren't close enough to touch him, but we were. But we were close. We could, could see see him. the white of his eyes. There you go. And uh, and and what a day he had! He started in New York, went to Miami to a soccer game, and jetted on up to Tampa for the Arians, uh, you know, dinner before the golf tournament. But um, I don't know where I was going with this. Uh, but I got to meet I got to meet Tom Brady or see Tom Brady. Other people got up to to get up there and take pictures with him and all that. I just felt a little awkward. Um, but anyway, it got, it got us to think, you know, the, the, the draft is right around the corner, and Brady's going to be 44. We know we know he has every intention of defending the title, and, and he's right now he's coming off a knee injury. He can't throw. He can't do a whole lot, but we know he's going to rehab himself and all of that. The, the question is, you're at 32. You know, the, the elite quarterbacks are going to go, they may be as many as four straight, right? They're talking about how, you might yeah. have four straight quarterbacks taken in this draft, maybe as many as five or six in the first round. If you were the Bucks and you, you, your first pick isn't until 32nd, would you get one of those second-tier quarterbacks like, for example, a Kyle Trask even that might very well be in, there somewhere in the second round even, and we don't know? 
No. Uh, you would not. No, I'd have to be really high on him. I really felt like this guy has a chance to be a, be a decent NFL player. I wouldn't take it just to take it just because I'm worried about who my quarterback's going to be in a year or two. You know what, Rick? I think the, I think the Brady thing has changed things enough. Not that mm-hmm. you can expect to get, oh, the greatest quarterback of all time just to walk through your door whenever you need him. But I do think the last this last couple of off seasons, don't you think it's shown that if you really need a quarterback, you could probably go out and get one somewhere that can at least play a little bit. Maybe it's not going to be Tom Brady, but I could get through a year or two with Andy Dalton, or I can get through a year or two with Philip Rivers or whatever. Like It seems like somebody can be available. Cam Newton. Again, I'm not that Cam Newton's any great shakes at this point in his career, but I, would, I, th- I don't know that I would draft somebody that I'm not crazy about at 32 as a quarterback who's not going to play that I'm not really excited about his future as opposed to drafting somebody who I think might be able to play like pretty soon, like an offensive lineman or whatever. Yeah. I think, I think you make a good point. And this is, I think what the bucks will be struggling with now. Like you said, if you think Kyle Trask in a year or two could, my thing is why draft a quarterback that you, that you think is not going to take you to a super bowl one day. Right. Um, and there's, there's a, there's a large range of quarterbacks, but there's not that many that go to the super bowl. You can find occasionally you'll find the Russell Wilsons, maybe even a Dak Prescott, you know, in the fourth round. Like there, right. there are there are guys that get overlooked. I mean, um, let's face it, it happens all the time, but not that often. So um, you'd have to. You're right. You'd have to really like the guy. I think, especially in the Bucks case, when you look at what how they have won Super Bowls, they won two Super Bowls. They did it with free agent quarterbacks. They did it with guys who took their lumps other places. When I say take their lumps, Brady didn't take his lumps. Brady dominated, but nonetheless, um, you're probably not going to find many 43-year-olds who can do what he did. But if you just look at what's happened in the league, I think you're right. I think the league is changing to the to the point that um, just this past year, right? So uh, Brady being the first big domino, right? He leaves New England after 20 years. Who thought he would do that? But he did it as a free agent, so the Bucks didn't have to give up any kind of draft compensation. They were very fortunate in that aspect. But then you see Aaron Rodgers get mad because they, you know, they drafted Jordan Love instead of giving him another receiver or defensive lineman or offensive lineman. He goes to the NFC Championship game. He wins the MVP. They lose in part because he should have run the ball in. He didn't. But they lose the game, and he says afterwards, my future is a beautiful mystery. Then he goes and hosts Jeopardy. Um, but, but, you know, he's going to be a free agent after a year or so. And I don't know that he's going to do an extension because the Packers feel like their next guy might be there the way Rodgers was there waiting for Brett Favre to leave. Um, Russell Wilson, same thing. You know, all of a sudden he's not he's not asking to be traded, but he's willing to waive his no trade clause for four teams. Right. Um, right. Deshaun Watson, before he got in all this trouble, you know, um, with uh, the accusations uh, from various massage parlors. Um, you know, he had pretty much said, I, I'm not going to play for the Texans anymore. The Rams, you know, swapped Jared Goff for Matthew Stafford. There's so much quarterback movement among veterans. And you, you mentioned all the other ones with Rivers and Bridgewater and Cam Newton, all those guys last year. Um, it, it, it's really something you'd have to think about. Like, maybe you're better off because, first of all, to get any quote unquote elite guy, right, like a Trevor Lawrence, you've got to lose a lot of games. I mean, like 13 games, right? That's now they're right. playing 17, so maybe you got to lose 15. I don't know. <laughs> so you got to be really bad, which means you're a bad football team, which means you're not, you don't have much around the guy anyway. 
Um, otherwise, you're kind of just kind of taking a shot and hoping, right? And you might be hoping anyway in the first round. It just it seems like you're better off getting a guy who's gone through it, taking his lumps, and building, having a great football team ready for him to win with when he gets there. I agree with you 100% on this. And I realize, look, you can, you can miss on a, on a tight end as badly as you can miss on a quarterback. I, mm-hmm. I, you can miss no on doubt. anybody at, with the 32nd pick or whatever. But when you talk about quarterbacks in this draft, and you look, I'm pretty sure Trevor Lawrence, I mean, from all indications, from what everybody believes, Trevor Lawrence's can't miss. After that, are you are you sure about any of these guys? I mean, no. we, we, Zach Wilson played at no. BYU. Who, who did he play? Did he play anybody? Again, they might turn out to be fine. Mac yeah. Jones, I got questions about Mac Jones. Yeah, he, you know, he played. He's surrounded by incredible talent. Yep. Um, next kid, the kid from North Dakota State, uh, Trey Lance. Yeah, North Dakota State. Yeah, are we right. sure? Right. <laughs> so, right. Justin Fields. I mean, questions about him, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I like him better than I like a lot of guys in this draft, but I'm with you, Rick. Is you're taking a you're taking a gamble on on all these guys, and when you're talking about the most important position, yeah, if Trevor Lawrence is available, I'm taking him. Or if I could, if I had something where I could move up and get him, I would do it. But at the, but after that, yeah, I mean, you're taking a risk, especially when you're talking about 32nd. You're talking about Kyle Trask. I'm not even sure I like him as Florida's quarterback, <laughs> let alone as the Bucks quarterback, and so. I, I'm with you on this, and and I again I admit, I, I could take an offensive tackle. Who turns out to com- to be a complete bust at 32, but right. that's not the most important position on my team. Quarterback is. I think timing I, I like, is a big part of yeah. it too, right? I mean, like you're you're still in that very what we assume is a small window with uh, you know Tom Brady, um, you know being going to be 44 years old. Maybe he plays another 10 years, right? Uh, who knows. But but he's certainly closer to the end of his career than he is at the beginning. But because of that, you've just re-signed. You know, you have all twenty-two starters coming back. There's not that many spots on the team to even make a roster. I mean, here's the thing: they got seven draft picks. I know, like pretty much one each round. But how many do you think actually get on a fifty-three man roster that has so many returning guys from a Super Bowl team? Right. You know, like there may only be four guys, three guys that actually can contribute. Or even make the roster. You know, I don't know how many spots there are. So, in a year like that, would it wouldn't it be better to find a guy that potentially not only you can develop for the future, but might help you this year? You know, yeah, at some sure. point. You know, um, if you get an injury, especially you know interior defensive line, um, edge rusher, all that stuff. So I, I, I kind of at thirty two. You know, you even in the second round. Yeah, you can find a guy. I just, I just don't know that that this is the year to do it. And and yet, having said that, they're sitting here with Brady and Ryan Griffin, and they say that they, you know, want to re-sign Blaine Gabbard. They haven't yet. Maybe they're waiting for the draft to see how that goes. But I, I just, I don't know. And having said all that, watch they'll draft a quarterback with thirty. <laughs> I look, I'm not pick. opposed to taking a quarterback, but he, at, he should be the highest guy on your board at that point. Like the exactly. Bucks are in a position right now at, at thirty-two. You, you're. You don't have any great need, and I no. don't think you. I don't know how you feel about it, Rick. I've always felt, unless you're picking in the top five and you don't have a quarterback, you should you should never draft for need. That ideally, that's how you get in trouble. But they yeah. all do. You know they all sure. do. Sure, right? yeah, yeah, you can't help it. And and but for, if I'm the Bucks and there's no real glaring holes, just mm-hmm. take the just take the best guy available, the highest guy on your draft board, assuming it's not a punter or kicker. 
Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, like fine, okay, like take take an offensive lineman or or you might be loaded. To, the only the only area, Rick, where I may not draft somebody if he, even though he was the highest on my board is if I had a if my if I had a wide receiver mm-hmm. at thirty two as my highest is my highest guy at that point. I would say eh, I don't. We don't need that now. Right. Let's 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 draft. Let's go to the next on the list, and it's a cornerback or a safety even or a whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I, as, as far as quarterbacks go, I, I I just don't think it's time to address it right now. Unless unless at thirty two, that's the highest rated guy you have as a quarterback. Yeah, I just I just think you you have to fall in love with somebody that you think can take you to a Super Bowl, and and, and it's just those things are five year plans, right? I mean, it, you know. Um, and, and this franchise has drafted more guys in the top five at quarterback that didn't work <laughs> out than, than did work out. No one, in fact, here's a little trivia question or trivia answer for you. If, if Ryan Griffin plays this year, if he actually makes the roster and plays his seventh consecutive season in Tampa Bay, do you know he'll be the only quarterback to have played more than six seasons with the Bucks? in That's a row? That's amazing, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, it's something because, you know, guys like uh, Trent Dilfer played six years. Benny Testaverde played six years. Those those are the leaders in the clubhouse. Let me ask you a question: Would you rather who who would you rather be? Would you rather be a guy that played in the NFL just for a couple of seasons and and maybe had a moment? I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of a quarterback that like came up and just and had a couple moments. Matt Flynn or well, he, Matt Flynn got paid, but mm-hmm. somebody that just was in the league for a very short time, but but had a moment and you remember him and and. You know, he, he's, he's Kelly on, Holcomb, like Kelly Somebody Holcomb, like, or would you rather be a guy like Ryan Griffin, who 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 ends up sticking around for like ten or twelve years, but doesn't play at all? <laughs> like, what he would has, be a better career? Well, I, it's a great question. Ryan Griffin has this is his seventh year. If he plays out this year, he will have made. He's already. I think he either already has made or will have made over seven million dollars. He's made seven million dollars. And that's just in in cash, cash right. money, honey. Uh, so, and he has attempted exactly four more NFL passes than you. <laughs> but he's, he's made seven million more dollars than I have. Exactly, and he's Almost. completed two more two more passes than me. So he's two out of four career. Okay, so he's a career not backup. He's a career number three quarterback. And yet, and I say this to people all the time, you know, they just don't give those jobs away, right? Like you know that you you can't just not be a good player, and they go, eh, we'll take him as our number three, right? Yeah, we'll do it again this year. Yeah, we'll do it again next year. Like this is the thing, and I don't know who's beating down the door for Ryan Griffin because frankly, there's no tape on him other than preseason games. Although I think he is pushing for for status as the greatest. Now they didn't have preseason last year, so that's going to hurt him. But he he may end up as the all time <laughs> leading preseason passer. Like, he has a shot at it. You know what I mean? That's like Crash Davis stuff right Totally. There. Totally. Yeah. Like Most minor league homers. Yeah. I hit, my, I hit my 300th dinger and I quit. Right. Um, but he's, he's, he's on the precipice of that sort of rare air. Um, and yet, I still think that uh, – I think the plan is still to sign, re-sign Blaine Gabbert. We don't know what they're going to do in the draft. But it's just, it's just sort of amazing to me that, that this guy has – you know, has, has put together this this kind of career. I mean, it really is. Well, and it, you mentioned it like they just don't give these jobs away. It's it's funny. Like I've heard people, like I've seen whenever Dan Orlovsky makes a like says something controversial, 
you know, mm-hmm. on ESPN. They go, Who which I, I think he's really good on ESPN, by the way. He's terrific, yeah. And everybody says, well, isn't that the guy that ran out of back of the end zone, played for Detroit? And They show the clip. They do more than that. They actually right. embarrass him with but the But, I mean, it's like as if, as if that disqualifies him. The person who says it, by the way, has never played in the NFL. And I, and, <laughs> and I always say, like, you're ripping on a guy who actually got there. Like, they, right. they just didn't invite Like, he wasn't walking by the stadium. They're like, hey, you, you want to dress and play? Like, he had to be in uniform to, to step out of the end zone. Right. So and Joe the, Green, he went to Coke Kid with Joe Green threw the jersey at him? <laughs> right. He was a real guy who really, who really played in college. Went and to really, college, yeah. Yeah, and really went through training camp. And somebody said, yeah, he's, let's keep him on the team. Let's put him out there. Let him take a snap. Orvlosky, you know, it's funny. He um, he, he played for the Bucks, and I knew know him pretty well. Um, has triplets, by the way. So hey, oh God bless him. Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got a lot on his plate. I had two four years apart, and it, it drives you crazy. I don't, all parents out there know it. Exactly. So he, um, you know, he he's fond of saying that, and he, he's pretty self deprecating. But he'll say, look, he'll go, you know. First of all, everybody in the NFL can throw the football. Like this nonsense about, well, this guy doesn't have a great arm. Look, they can all throw the football. You can't get there without being able to throw the football. He said in his mind, he said that the difference between – he had a coach come up to him and say, you know the difference between you and whoever he was backing up at the time? I don't know, somebody great, right? I don't know who it was, Matthew Stafford, somebody, I don't know. But he says, you know what the difference is? He goes, that guy, you and him can make – Almost every throw, the, the the same throw he makes, you could make. He says, but there's about five decisions in a game, right? That when you're faced with them, he will execute, and you may not. Because it really comes down to like five plays, five five decisions, five under duress. You know, what are you going to do with the ball on time, sort of thing. And he goes, and, and that was the difference. Yeah. Because it's really razor thin. It's not, you know, the gap is not as wide as you would think. It's a, it's a quick twitch position. Like people think, well, he's got the greatest arm I've ever seen. Well, that's terrific. They all can throw, and some can throw better than others. But it's really about when I say quick twitch, I don't mean like can you scramble out of the pocket. That's sort of thing. It's like how fast can you decide the ball is going there and then deliver it right on time because. I remember you know, Peyton Manning used to talk about this with Clyde Christensen and others, and I think Bruce Arians was was Manning's first quarterbacks coach in Indianapolis. And like, there is, you know, receivers when you watch a college game, like they're open, right? You see a receiver sure. catch a ball yeah. in college, they're they're open, they're just open, right? But what, but in the NFL, and Manning has said this is like. You know, well, I dropped back and I didn't really see anybody with much separation. He goes, no, that that is open in the NFL. That's, like that, he's wide open. Like <laughs> like like you have to throw him open. Like he's got like a half an arm length. So if you throw the ball here, he'll make the play. But you have to go ahead and decide that no, he in fact is NFL open. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Which is a different deal. So you have to be able to identify, you know, read coverage, read it pre-snap, post-snap, while you're dropping back, do all that stuff. And then deliver an accurate pass and be quick about it, be quick twitch about it. You know, like. But you, I mean, you talk about the difference. I, I saw a story, this sort of reminded me of this story. We'll get a little bit off topic for a second, but I saw a story in the New York Times here. Data, did you see this? There was a video of a, a guy who used to play in the NBA, Brian Scalabrini, I think his name was, played for the Celtics. He's like forty three years old now, and he played in the NBA, averaged like three points a game for the Celtics, and 
it's like some young kid come up and like I don't know if he was a high school or college type kid challenged him to play one on one. You're all, you're an NBA player. I like to play you one on one. Guy's forty three years old, hasn't played in the league in a while. The NBA player won eleven nothing, <laughs> and just he said and and the New York Times story they talked to like four or five like guys who were end of the bench guys in the NBA and he talked we get challenged all the time. Guys come up and say, "Oh, I'll play you," and he goes, and they get destroyed every time. And that's the difference. I mean, that just goes to show you the levels of. Oh yeah. You know just how how talented how talented these people are who play professional sports. Yeah, somebody challenged Aaron Donald and ended up getting dotted in the eye for it the other day. <laughs> came at him with or a like, beer ball. It's like anybody who thinks that I always crack up. Like if there's anybody when I hear I hear fans or like buddies of mine or people on radio or whatever thinking that they can you know, hit like hit a major league pitcher or stop a, or box a professional boxer. Are you insane? Do you realize, are you insane? You realize that, right? <laughs> You're going to be kidding me. You cannot, you cannot like people used to say back in the day, Andy Sean and I could hit Andy Sean. No, you can't. No, you can't. Cause he faces major league batters. You can't hit him. So don't, don't act like you can. I've, like I said, I've had buddies who say, Oh, I bet you, I bet you if I played one-on-one against, pick some guy in the nba i could i could or i could take a set off a, of uh serena no 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 you would get destroyed <laughs> there weren't the, it makes there me were, mad there was a series it was called pros versus joes remember yeah. that yes and i remember they, that they take some retired guy like i don't know Deion sanders or something guys who don't even play anymore they're like out of the league they're like they're old five years and, removed they're old and they yeah. and, and they still embarrass these guys yeah it's 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 just not it's not good yeah but that's what not, I, but my whole point is like the, the guys who play at this level are just they're insane they're the best college players i mean think how many guys play in the ncaa tournament or did, mm-hmm. did you watch in the in march madness who are the best players ever to come out of their high schools yeah. They can't even be the twelfth guy on the Sacramento Kings. They're they're not good enough, you know. Right? No, there's that's absolutely true. Um, I don't even know is. how I got on that subject, but it's always no, funny. it's a, it's actually. I mean, it happens. You know, it happens it's just for my whole life. Like it's always bite me. Like I, I remember kids like when I was younger in college and stuff. Say, oh, I can, I bet you I could hit this pitcher. No, 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 you can't. No, don't try. Don't even. Don't even go there. Don't embarrass. Um, Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I, I wanted to, uh, there, you know, there's an over-under on Bucks wins, and a lot of teams wins this year. Mm-hmm. Now they play 17 games, so keep that in mind. Right. The over-under for Bucks wins for 2021, according to whatever casino puts this out, is 11 and a half. Over so, or under? What you got? Uh, that's a lot of, I mean, you know. That's a lot of wins. It's more and than 11, and they had 11 last year. I'm going to, you know what, I'm still going to, and we and we go into this assuming everybody stays healthy for the most well, part. Well, you don't have to. Assume, you don't have to. Yeah, assume I mean, that, I, I would, you can't you know assume mean, injuries either. So right, I would say I think I would take uh, 11, 11 and a half. Eleven and a half. So you, I you would take the under, under, but only because 
I think the under, and I'm just, I'm not even like breaking down the schedule. They'll win this one, lose those yeah, two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I would think if you'd have told me before I knew that, how many games would you think the Bucks win? I would have said 11. So okay. I think they'll have a good in a, season. In a 17 game season. So they, right. they, they, they would yeah, then 11, be 11 and 11 six. And six. Seems like a, seems fair. I'd, certainly, I think they're, that'll be one of the better, I think that'd be one of the better records in the league. I mean, maybe somebody will win 15 or so, but. Like what's the high? Mont- I believe Kansas City's the highest, right? And they're I like think so. And I think they're only like twelve and a half. Mm-hmm. So um, I, that may be totally wrong. I thought I heard that. Yeah. I would, but I, I don't know. I, I say I would say uh, right at just under, um, like not drastically under. Like I would say eleven. What about you? What do you th- you think over under? I think I took the over. Um, and yeah, I can see that. Maybe it's the the uh, you know I'm eternally optimist as you know Tom. Um, I I. I say this because if ever, and nothing is ever the same. First of all, you have to factor in that like all these players they resigned, they're all a year older. Okay, time does eventually catch. Not to Tom Brady, but time catches up to other people at some point. It's very hard to think that a guy is going to be more productive and miss less games and be less injured as he gets older in the game of football. Having said that, again, assuming they're all okay, the one thing I would say. There's a couple things. One, I don't think the division is 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 really as good. I think it's a weak division, to be honest with you. I don't know what Sean Payton's going to do with Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill or whoever ends up quarterbacking. I think they've lost some pieces on defense and, and different areas of that football team. But Sean is terrific at what he does. And in some ways, maybe the Saints will be more explosive because they'll have somebody who can throw the ball down the field. But then you got to deal with you know Jameis and his turnovers and all of that. Carolina is completely rebuilding. They got Sam Darnold. They don't have much around them. I do like their coach, Matt Rule. I don't know that they're ready to win the division yet. They've got some talent. They had the worst defense I've ever seen last year. They were both <laughs> time. I'm telling you. I mean, Ronald Jones, it was a 98-yard run, folks. You know there's very few of those, right? You've got to be a really bad defense to give up a 98-yard run. But they, they curb-stomped them when they played them, and they weren't, they weren't very good. Atlanta has a new coach. Not to say you can't be a new coach and win, but, you know, Let's see what they do in the draft. Do they take a quarterback? Matt Ryan still can play, needs a lot of help around him. Um, the defense wasn't very good. They've got some skill, you know, some 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 skills on them uh, talent-wise offensively, but their offensive line is bad. I just don't think it's a good division. And then you have then you have Tom Terrific, who assuming that you you don't see a precipitous drop off for whatever reason, be it the knee, be it whatever, if he plays athletically or physically and throws the ball as accurately as he did a year ago. This guy now has a year in the system, knows all the players, they're all back, and he's added a a receiving running back in Giovanni Bernard, which is something he didn't have a year ago. Um, Byron Leftwich has another year with him. All of that, right? Plus, you're playing the weak NFC South, in my opinion. New Orleans will be your toughest out in, in, in that division. You should... By rights, you should sweep Atlanta, should sweep New Orleans, or should sweep Carolina. Uh, and then you're playing the AFC East, which, you know, I like the Miami Dolphins. Could be a very competitive game. Buffalo went to the AFC Championship. Very good football team. Not so sure about Miami, and they play in New England. You think Tom will be up for that one? Well, you mentioned Tom Brady. And I t- the one thing that I believe the Bucks really have going for it as that's something a lot of championship teams don't have is they'll be motivated because I think Tom Brady will make him be motivated. I, mm-hmm. I I know there are a lot of teams. You know, teams have won. They've gone back to back before. We've seen it in the NFL. But the the big and you talked about this one other time when uh, Warren Sapp 
was telling Darren Brooks, Derek Brooks, like, we're not ready for this. So like we weren't ready for the next season. Um, I don't think that'll be the case with this Bucks team. I think they'll be motivated because their quarterback has proven in the past that even after winning, he's just as motivated the next season. If not and more I, so. If not more so. And now he's he's the greatest quarterback of all time. Now he's running up to score, Rick. He's he's running oh, yeah. up to score on that. And he would love to come out and prove that, okay, last year was no fluke. I don't care. COVID, this and that. We Yeah, we played an empty Superdome. We played in an empty Green Bay in Lambeau Field. Okay, now put everybody back in the stadiums and I'll do it again. I really do think they're going to be a motivated team. So you're almost talking me into going on the over on 11 and a half now, the more I think about it. I just, I mean, look, it, it's hard to win 11. It, I tell you what, man, it's hard to get a first down. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean let's be honest. But it, it is hard to win that many games. However, Brady has done it. Like Brady, you know, I think he probably averages around 11, 10, 11, 12, 13 wins a game a year. I mean, I don't know, but. There weren't too many seasons where they lost more than five um, when they were playing 16 games. So, um, again, you, you don't know about injuries. You don't know about him. You don't know about all these things. And yet I just think that the path um, seems to be, at least outwardly, um, a little better. I mean, they play teams like, you know, Chicago at home. You know, I don't know how that, you know. Um, there, there's, there's some teams on their schedule that are better than us. We'll find out. The schedule is going to be released um, sometime coming up here. March, May 12th. Uh, in May, right. May 12th, I think the date was. Yeah. yeah. Okay, finally, uh, get you out on this, Tom, real quick. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning have only uh, 10 games remaining as we as as we do this podcast, which um, I think they may have played since then. But my, my bigger point is this. You've watched the Lightning over the last few weeks, and they have they have struggled at times. They had that four-game losing streak, then they won a couple, and then – They've gone back and forth. Um, played Vasilevsky back to back against Carolina. They uh, by the way, games. that said something to me that yeah, they played well, Vasilevsky. That, I wanted to back ask you, what yeah. does that mean to you? Like, because I think it's a whole lot of hog. Me and Steve talked about it a couple nights ago, but I think it's a lot of hoo ha. What um, what John Cooper said. Here's what I think. I think this is just is just a personal opinion of mine. Just sort of reading the tea leaves here. I think they looked at these two games against Carolina as big games. They played them in back-to-back games against Carolina. Now, I get it. They're at home. There's no travel involved. It's it's probably not as taxing as I, as we think it is. But I think the Lightning looked at those two games and said, we need to we need to finish in first place in this division. And the reason you want to finish in first place is so you can avoid playing Carolina and Florida in back-to-back rounds in the first two rounds of the playoffs. Exactly. I would be nervous about those teams, and I'd be particularly nervous about Carolina. Mm-hmm. I think if you play either one of those teams, you're looking at seven-game series. I think they go really long, and I think I think both of those teams are capable of beating the Lightning. I mean, obviously, they're, every team in the NHL is capable of beating every other team, but playoff teams, that is. But I really think that the Lightning are looking at this and said, you know what, I would rather play – Dallas in the first round or Nashville or whoever you're going to get if you finish first and then worry about either playing Florida or Carolina, the the winner of those two. I'm not going to have to play both of them, though, if I finish first. And I think I think that – and I might be totally wrong. That's what I saw when they decided to play Vasilevsky back-to-back games. They looked at those Carolina games and say, these are important games that we need to win. Because if you don't care if you finish second or third or first – then why are you playing Vasilevsky back to back? Because you don't. The last thing you need is to wear out your big time goalie before you go into playoffs. Well, I think they're putting. I thought they put a lot of uh, emphasis on those two games against Carolina. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with with what you said in terms of like the importance of the games. I think they they won the first one. They wanted to win them both, and they 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 probably do want to finish first. Um, how much energy they're going to expend in that? I do. Do you risk your goaltender playing back to back? They hadn't done that in regular season for three or four years, whatever it's been. He did do it in the bubble, um, but I think it also is a little bit of a tell. And I don't know, you know, if, if this guy's hurt. I don't know what the situation is. Tom, I don't think they have any confidence in McElhaney. That may be true too. He's given them no reason. And to... I, I don't know if you can make. Can you make a deal right now for a goaltender? Are we no, pass. I mean, no, no. I mean, you're stuck at this point unless you right. Brought you somebody can't up do anything unless you brought no. somebody up, which we've seen who they got down there is no no solution. So, I mean, Vassy's going to have to carry them. And once they get in the playoffs with the normal format, there won't be any back to backs. Most likely, right? You'll be well. You might hit one here and there, but yeah. not typically. No, I mean. Right, you're going to play every other day though, and and that's if you're going to win a Stanley Cup, that's what you need your goaltender to do. But I agree with you, Rick. I, I think if they really had a lot of confidence in in Macklin, like they did a few years ago when Louis Domingue was here, exactly, they would have played Domingue in one of those two games. Can you because exactly you felt right. like there's not there's certainly a drop off, but not that big of a drop off. I really felt like they they thought they should win those two games, and they and as it turned out, Rick, they ended up basically losing a point because they won the first game. In a shoot error in overtime, so they gave so, them a point. Yeah. So they gave up a point there, and then they lost the next game in regulation. So uh, mm-hmm. for the for the for the two games, Carolina picked up uh, two points. Picked up, uh, yeah, three points actually because they lost. It picked up three points well, in the Lightning. They gained three. The Lightning gained gained two. The, right. Carolina Carolina picked up three because they had the overtime loss mm-hmm. and then the, the win. So that's three points. Right. And the Lightning picked up two points. They picked mm-hmm. up the overtime win, and that was it. So it's advantage, um, Carolina. Sure, they picked up a point. Carolina picked mm-hmm. up a point on them. Rick, they need. I know Stamkos is out. I know Kucherov's out. Uh, they have too many guys who who disappeared. They have guys who disappeared for big chunks here. They Anthony Sorelli. Anthony Sorelli. I mean, other than Braden Point, Anthony Sorelli's gone through a bad stretch. Now we're taping this on Wednesday night, you know. Yeah. So I I don't think they'll have played before people hear this, or if they have, you know. A game, so maybe these, one of these guys will have broken out in between, but they have gone the last month basically with little production from Anthony Sorelli offensively. Tyler Johnson hasn't done much of anything. Um, I'm trying to think. There was some uh, Blake Coleman. I don't think has done a ton. I mean, you can't get mad because Pat Loon doesn't score. You know, right? Well, Ro- Ross Golton or Colton, but Ross Golton as we call him, he's been carrying the offense for a while too, and he's just barely right. out of mind. That's right, and if that guy's gonna, if if you know, I you don't expect him to do it. Great that he is, but again, this goes back to your stars. You know, I don't mm-hmm. like Matthew Joseph. I'm not gonna get mad because he's not scoring a ton of goals because I wouldn't expect him to score a ton of goals. Fourth line guy, Tyler yeah. Johnson. I expect goals from. You know, uh, but you haven't Blake, gotten them for a Blake while. Coleman, uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Sorelli. You guys, can, they can't go through big stretches like that with. Little production from those guys, and I don't, if you think you're going to win in the playoffs without getting produ- production from those guys, you can't rely on Ross Colton in the playoffs. Right. I mean, uh, it'd be nice if he does, but if you're expecting him, oh, he's going to continue doing it in the playoffs, then you're going to be you'll be watching the second round from home. So much of this depends on Stamkos and Kucherov. That's what it comes down to. E- even though even though they have won games without Stamkos, and you can question like you know. He just changes the power play. What he changes is, you know, Braden Point has has the puck a lot, right? He, he's got it all the time. But when he doesn't have a guy like Kucherov or Stamkos, you know, when he when he's going down the ice, 
they pay an awful lot of attention to Braden Point. <laughs> and why wouldn't you, right? Sure. I mean, that's the guy you want to stop. You want to stand him up. So I just think it's a different dynamic. And, and to me, they're they're not as explosive for whatever reason. They can try to get the dirty goals. And, 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 you know, there are nights when they, you know, that was a dramatic win uh, that Victor Hedman had against them in the first game against Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like you it. said, it was overtime. Uh, it was a terrific goal. Um you know that they've that they've they managed to have some big goals down the stretch, but I I just don't see them. I don't see that teams are not afraid. Does this make sense? Teams don't seem to be. At first, they were giving the Lightning their best shot, and they're the Stanley Cup champs, so you're always going to get everybody's best shot. Now I think it's like they've measured themselves against them, and they know they it's not a guessing game. They played Carolina so much and Florida so much that those teams, there's no mystique about the Lightning to them. You can see that there's a nastiness in those games, which is great. Oh, yeah. But I I think Carolina's really good. I think Florida's really they are good. good. And I they think both of those teams will, will give the Lightning everything they can handle. And uh, if Kucherov's healthy, which there's no given that that's going to be the case, if Stamkos is healthy, which there's no given that's going to be the case, then I like right. the Lightning's chances. But a lot yeah. of questions going into the playoffs. And – the one good thing they have going for them is they have the best going on the planet. That's they do that. And he can steal games And for the best for defenseman, sure. I think. Sure. What do we got going on at uh, pointer.org? Ooh, lots of uh, lots of Minnesota coverage uh, mm-hmm. with the Chauvin trial. Um, right. Yeah. And then a really cool thing, too, just real quick, from the New York Times. New York Times sent out a note to their employees on Wednesday of this week saying everybody gets a day off a quarter it's going to be a, basically a times holiday. They're calling it like global off days because we know everybody's stressed about the pandemic and other things that you should take a day nice. off. So they're given like a pick the day in May and then another day in August and another day in, I don't know, September, October, something like that, November. And so one a quarter and just basically said that's an off day. And if you can't take that day off because of your job, then you'll take another day off instead just to, just to nice. get away. It's a great idea that I hope spreads like wildfire throughout yeah, the right? uh, newspaper industry. <laughs> and, and if I could just take all my vacation, I would be happy at this point. Uh, I hear you. So check them out. Uh, Tom Jones on pointer.org. Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.